Welcome to Screencast, Screen's podcast series where our lawyers and other industry or thought leaders share their views and insights on various legal issues and developments in Malaysia. everyone, my name is Alicia Lau and I'm a partner in Screen's Intellectual Property and TMT Practice Group. Today, I'm joined by my colleague Joshua Teo, who is also a partner in the same practice group. Hello everyone, my name is Joshua and for both Alicia and I, our portfolios focus on IP litigation and enforcement. So today we'll be discussing about counterfeits on online marketplaces. Alicia, like many people I know who primarily buy things online, I'm sure you have had a few experiences on this. Care to share with us? Sure. So I had this one episode where after I had my baby, I experienced postpartum hair loss like some other mums out there. And of course, I looked to an online marketplace to buy some shampoo that was promoted to encourage hair growth. But like everybody else, I compared prices. I tried to find the best deal. And I got attracted to this one seller, who at the time seemed legit because they displayed their goods with what seemed to be from genuine sources. So why did you decide to buy from this channel? Like I said, the seller promoted and advertised the products using photographs from the brand. This provided the impression, well at that time, that I was getting a genuine product at a very good price. Wow, so what happened after getting the product? Oh Josh, to be honest, I did not see any improvement with my hair. To this day, I actually still don't know if what I bought was genuine or otherwise. That's such a bummer. I'm sure you're not the only one to experience something like this. That's why today we are going to discuss an important and relevant topic that can relate to everyone. From the past few years, we have seen a transformation from brick-and-mortar retail to an increase in virtual and online marketplaces. This development has brought about convenience in terms of buying things at the click of a button from wherever you are and even receiving them the very next day. But at the same time, this brings about new challenges, not only to consumers, but owners of the genuine products. So Alicia, how would you describe counterfeit products? Well, in simple terms, counterfeit products equals non-genuine or fake products. It's essentially a form of counterfeit fraud, where a product is sold purporting to be something that it's not. On this, um, let's first discuss the various intellectual property or IP issues that come about with counterfeit products. Um, Now, Josh, as we know, common IPs found on products include trademark, copyright, patents, and industrial designs. Some of these IPs require uh, registration to be enforceable. For example, trademarks, patents, and industrial designs. In Malaysia, uh, these IPs are governed by statute and they would give rise to IP rights that would enable the proprietor to enforce its rights. The proprietor would have rights to prevent unauthorised parties from using or exploiting its IP. This is in recognition of the investment. Now, whether in terms of time, efforts or monies put into by the proprietor to develop and derive the IP, the IP would prevent others from taking an unfair advantage of the investment made by the proprietors. I see. Could you also share a few examples of IP in the context of products? 
Sure. So let's talk about the most common and widely used IP on products. That would be trademarks. Trademark, first and foremost, is a symbol or sign that denotes the origin of the product. This sign is capable of distinguishing a product from the rest. Now, the brand gives consumers confidence knowing that products purchased are from a particular source. And with that, it comes certain expectations on the nature of the products in terms of quality, uh, performance, and that the product has undergone the necessary research and development and has complied and passed all the necessary health and safety standards. I suppose when purchasing a luxury good of a particular brand, one would expect that for the price point, the product would be of a particular quality, such as durability, superb craftsmanship, and excellent material. From the perspective of brand owners, the brand carries a form of reputation that was generated over time through the quality delivered to the public. And on this, it would be unfair for another person unrelated to the brand owner to ride on this goodwill attached to the brand. So, Lisha, how about the other forms of IP? Um, now, other types of IP that I earlier mentioned um, that can be found on products include patents, copyright, and industrial designs. Now, I'll just describe very briefly what each one means for the benefit of our listeners. Very briefly, a registered patent protects inventions that would provide a technical solution. That's why when we would come across representations that a product is patented. Copyright, on the other hand, is a type of IP that protects original works of the author that has been reduced to tangible form. Some examples, in the context of products, copyright would include text, images, and artworks on the products. Last but not least, registered industrial designs protect the shape and configuration applied on a product. For example, the shape of a beverage bottle. That is a very concise and comprehensive take on IP. Now let's look at counterfeits. As mentioned earlier, counterfeit products are non-genuine or fake products. Counterfeit products give the false impression that it carries with it IPs endorsed by the real proprietor. The counterfeit game is ever-evolving, and based on a 2022 report by the US Chamber of Commerce, counterfeit products cost the global economy over 500 billion US dollars a year. We have also seen an increasing trend of so-called clever counterfeiters that have even copied genuine products right down to similar barcodes and QR codes. It will be difficult for consumers to differentiate these counterfeits from the originals. So Alicia, what are the implications of these counterfeits? Now we all know that counterfeit products not only damage the name and value of a brand, but Josh, did you know that in some cases, counterfeit products can actually cause harm and even worse, fatalities as a consequence to the unsuspecting buyer. Now, some examples of this would include um, dangerous counterfeit products involving electronics, such as exploding counterfeit lithium laptop batteries, automotive parts, such as counterfeit airbags that malfunction during accidents, and even prescription drugs that may contain certain key ingredients. Another example is counterfeit cosmetics that can cause severe skin reactions and compromise health, quality, and safety. In this respect, the customer is left with no avenue for redress, no warranties from the genuine brand owner, very little customer support, and very difficult product liability claims. Now, Josh, what more with online marketplaces? Online marketplaces carry with it an element of anonymity. That means no physical shop and very little information of the online seller. 
This is one of the major challenges that we see brand owners face when they're unable to identify the source of the counterfeit products sold online. With all this in mind, Josh, what do you think brand owners can do? Well, the first thing brand owners could do is to create and develop brand awareness through educating the public and authorities. Brand owners could also constantly update their security features on their products. They could have continuous and rigorous monitoring on online marketplaces. When coming across a suspected counterfeit, brand owners can make sample purchases to verify the authenticity and to ascertain the source of the product. If there is difficulty in identifying the source, brand owners can then engage professionals to conduct further investigation and action on the suspected seller. Upon confirming the suspected counterfeit product, brand owners can then lodge a complaint with the online platform to take down the counterfeit channel. On this, we know that each platform would have its own complaint procedures, and most of them will require the complainant to prove that they are indeed the brand owner or the licensee of the brand. Besides complaining to the online platform, brand owners can also lodge complaints with the Ministry of Domestic Trade and Cost of Living. From our experience, the Ministry is more than willing to assist and cooperate with brand owners in such efforts, especially when it comes to verifying counterfeit products. Thanks, Josh. Now, I would also like to add that the Ministry has introduced an initiative called the Basket of Brands Program. This program gives trademark owners which register their brands with the Ministry priority with regard to the initiation of enforcement actions and the prosecution of trademark infringement cases through the implementation of a central database. Yes, and brand owners could also have the option of invoking border measures with the Royal Malaysian Customs. A registered trademark proprietor must first notify and file an official objection to the importation of counterfeit goods with the trademark registrar. Once approved, the trademark registrar would then notify an authorised officer at the customs department who would then take the necessary actions to prohibit and stop the importation of counterfeit goods. These actions include conducting necessary raids, seizures and detention of counterfeit goods. From our experience, the Royal Malaysian Customs welcome cooperation from brand owners and they encourage brand owners to conduct product training to their offices, either by way of online or in person. Now, this also applies to the Ministry of Domestic Trade and Cost of Living. Of course, uh, brand owners would have the ultimate option to commence civil action against the counterfeit sellers. Our Malaysian legal system provides remedies such as injunctions, delivery up orders, and compensatory relief such as damages and account of profits. Yes, so besides what brand owners can do, I must add that consumers can also play their part in combating counterfeits by disrupting the demand and supply chain and by not funding this illegal activity. As we all know, Josh, where there's demand, there is supply. Consumers should buy from reliable sources, such as the brand's official or authorised store on the online platform. Consumers should also notify brand owners whenever they come across suspected counterfeits. Alright, Alicia, I think that covers our discussion for today. We hope that the listeners have found this podcast helpful. If you would like to hear more, don't forget to follow our Spotify channel and reach out to us for any further queries. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Screencast. The views and explanations expressed here are for purposes of information only and may not apply to all circumstances or may no longer be accurate due to subsequent developments. You are encouraged to consult a qualified lawyer for any specific legal queries or issues faced.